Welcome to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Africa Hali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Nelsuman, Accra, Ghana. This message of faith is life transforming, anointed to help you discover your right positioning and mission in God's kingdom. It will help you break from past negative perceptions and empower you lead an overcoming life. Now, receive Reverend Afrique. Growing in Grace, Part 2. Amen. It's a year of increase. All right. And we are expected to increase in every area of our life, especially increase in grace. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 tells us that or urging us that we should grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to whom be glory both now and even forever. Amen. So we are talking about growth. Growth in grace. Which implies that Grace can be increased. So that grace, whatever it is. I keep saying this thing. Grace, whatever it is, can grow. It can increase. And if it can grow or increase, in fact, Paul talks about exceeding grace. Exceeding riches of his grace. So that grace, whatever it is, can grow even exceedingly. If it can grow, then we can also say that it can decrease. It can grow less. And if grace is growable, then it makes grace a living thing or a living organism. So grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Peter is saying, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. I'd like you to understand that the whole of Christianity, the whole of the Christian life runs on grace. The engine of biblical Christianity. Because we can have traditional Christianity. Formulating theories and theologies around tradition. Devoid of biblical accuracy. Or faithfulness to biblical texts. So I'm saying that Grace is the engine for biblical Christianity. Your Christianity runs, or if you like, it is fueled by grace from A to Z, from salvation through Christian living. What is Christian living? Sanctification. And ending up in heaven. Glorification. 
technically called. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 is the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. The New Testament teaching on grace is one that we must take seriously because it affects a Christian action or inaction. Every statement is loaded with meaning. What do I mean by Christian action or inaction? What you will do and what you will not do is based on your understanding of what God is saying. Amen. For example, some people fast and pray more. Others don't see the need to fast and pray. Why so? It is based on their understanding of grace. So we need a proper teaching understanding on grace. Let me say, grace is not a slogan. There are all kinds of catchphrases and slogans. The MC gave one, one beautiful one, a slogan, but very rich in biblical text, saying that grace can be rendered God's riches at Christ's expense. I agree with that. In my studies, many traditional churches only ends at saving grace. There's more to saving grace. Amen? Grace, number one, grace qualifies the unqualified. And these are preachers or Christian thinkers and they are thinking of scripture. Captured in this slogan. So grace qualifies the unqualified. And this one I see Romans chapter 5 verse 1. 1 and 2. Number 2. Grace qualifies and faith justifies. I hear this one too. Still on Romans chapter 5. Verse 1 and 2. The third one. It's a mercy. Listen to it. Mercy is God's favor that holds back from us what we deserve. I mentioned this last Sunday. Mercy, which is an aspect of God's love. Mercy, which is a twin to grace. Being from God's love is simply God's favor, the horse back, the punishment that we deserve from us. But grace is God's favor that gives to us what we don't deserve. Beautifully captured. They all give. One is forgiving and one is withholding punishment. Number four, grace is the free favor of God. The next one, grace is love in action. (laughs) Amen? Grace is what? Love in action. Number six, grace is God, grace in God is his compassion on the unworthy. Grace in God is God's compassion towards the unworthy. 
one who doesn't deserve it. It sounds like mercy. And number seven, I like this one. Justice. There's something called justice. <laughs> God's justice. Justice is getting what you deserve, good or bad. So, justice requires that if you are righteous, you get, you get, you get some good favors. If you are bad, you get equal uh, 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 reward or punishment for your deed. But listen, it said justice is getting what you deserve. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. So this last one captures the whole thought of grace and mercy. Amen. Mercy says, even though you deserve punishment for your sin, I'm not going to punish you. I'm going to forgive you. And grace says that even though you don't deserve that favor, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. And all of these things captures the love of God for us. And hear me, not only at salvation, but throughout our Christian life, this truth about God's love expressing mercy and grace will always be found. And we must take advantage of it. Say amen. So this is a popular Christian understanding of God and his love towards us in salvation. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So the talk about grace is answering some basic question. We are answering some basic question when we talk about grace. Number one, how did God save us? How did God save us? And number two, how does God intend for us to live the Christian life? Because when we got saved, we were not sent to heaven. We are in this earth. This present age. The grace for salvation has appeared unto all without exception. And it's teaching us to live the life of abstinence. Titus chapter 2, 11 and 12. Last week I said, we cannot begin to talk about grace without locating it. Without founding it in salvation. Salvation from sin and it, its effect, serious effect. We understand that man could not save himself out of sin. And that brought the necessity of God's grace. Amen. So grace is a big deal, right? It's a big deal. But much more much more bigger is the gift of salvation. We are going somewhere. Grace is a big deal. But bigger than grace is the gift of salvation. I'd like us to examine some New Testament passages. 
The first is Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. It reads, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, in this present world. Voice of Possibility will be back soon. We hope you are being blessed by this message. For counseling or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call after this broadcast on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Welcome back to Voice of Possibility. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 and 12. Now quickly, this passage is telling us something. Number one, that grace is related to sin. Grace is related to rather salvation from sin. The passage in Titus is telling us that grace is related to salvation from sin. Number two, that Christian living runs on grace. Quickly, we see two expressions of grace. Saving grace and living grace. We are not only saved by grace, but we must live by grace. He saved us and by grace we are living godly, righteously, Abstaining from worldly last. Amen. A more central passage in the New Testament that captures the relation between grace, salvation, and sin is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. I'm taking my time to teach. Because this topic has divided many Christian denominations. And today, the debate is still going on. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9, I read. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Let's understand this passage. This passage is saying a number of things. Number one, that we have been saved by grace. We have been saved by grace. Number two, not only that, we have been saved by grace through faith. How some will wish we are only saved by grace and not through faith. Number three, that being saved is not of ourselves. Of course, Romans 5 6 tells us that we, we lack the saving capacity. We lack it. Whilst we were yet without strength, 
to save ourselves, Christ died for the ungodly. Number four, and that being saved or salvation is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. Number five, and that salvation is not of works. Not by the work or effort of anyone. Number six, so therefore, no one can boast that he or she saved himself or herself. What Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 is simply telling us is that we are saved by grace through faith. And that in this passage, salvation is the ultimate. Amen. Salvation is the ultimate. Salvation is the big deal here. God wants to save us. Save us from our sin. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So God wants to give us the gift of salvation. The gift of salvation. However, in our sinful state, we could not receive it. And God used grace. God used grace. Not only grace, but also faith as means to get us receive salvation. Amen. The expression is by grace. Say after me, by grace. Say again, by grace. Okay, the other one is through faith. Say through faith. By and through are prepositions. English grammar. By is a preposition. Through is also a preposition. These two prepositions are indicating a means of conveying something. Amen. Rather than celebrating our salvation, we are celebrating grace. Don't worry, I don't worry. I know you love grace. <laughs> Amen. Salvation is the end, not the means. I want to save them. That is the end. You know we use means to achieve an end, right? Yes. And so he said, by grace, through faith, therefore grace is a means to an end. What is grace? Grace is a means to an end. And not the end in itself. Grace is a means to an end and not the end in itself. By grace, we use means to attain an end. And why must God use grace as a means to give us an end called salvation? Because without the means of grace, we could not reach or receive the end, which is salvation. 
Man was steep in sin, dead in sin. And that situation rendered humans incapable of receiving salvation. So God has to use a means. Grace is a means. That's why I call it a facility. Grace is a facilitation. It facilitates the ultimate, which is salvation. Amen. Have you received the understanding? We need to establish this so that we can build on it. Amen. So please, after this service, if somebody asks you, what is grace? Stop those slogans. It confuses matters. Amen. It confuses matters. Some of them are, 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 are steep in biblical, you know, yeah, theology, correct. But others, you can't fully locate a test for it. Amen. So simply tell yourself, grace is a means to an end. What is the end? Salvation. Grace is a means to an end and not the end in itself. Amen. As you rise on your feet. Amen. Usually those who read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, take the gift. It is the gift of God. They, 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 they attribute that to grace. Yeah. Grace is a gift. It is free. Okay, what about salvation and faith? What are they? They are works. Amen. The gift is the salvation. And we could not just receive it. Sick people. So God has to facilitate it through a means called grace. And another means called faith. We'll look at, at it next week. But see after me, I'm a sinner. In need of salvation. The wages for my sin is eternal death in the lake of fire. Did you say that one too? Say after me. Yet, I cannot save myself. Grace came to my rescue. In that, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Salvation is the gift of God. Grace is the means by which I receive salvation. Therefore, grace is not a slogan. It is simply a means to an end. I thank God for my salvation. The Lord bless you. Now, you have been charged to go and discharge. For counseling, fellowship, or further inquiries, there are ministers of God just waiting to hear from you. Call now on the following hotlines. 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. All things are possible.
Beloved, you have been listening to Voice of Possibility with Reverend Jonathan Kwabla Afrik Ahali of ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, Accra, Ghana. Faith comes by hearing and hearing again. We encourage you to get the full edition of this message and other series by Reverend Afrik from ICGC Possibility Worship Temple, Dansuman, near the Dansuman Kipit Park. We welcome you to our following services. Sunday service at 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. for the first service and 10 a.m. to 12 noon for the second service. Our Wednesday services are from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. For further information, contact us on 0249-039193 or 0274-810065. Possibility, a city set on a hill. Your church in Dunsuman, where God makes every worshiper a possibility. God richly bless you.